Welcome to Content Pros Podcast, where we unlock the strategies and secrets of the best content marketers in the world and ask the questions you've always wanted asked. Content Pros is sponsored by Convince and Convert, content marketing strategy advisors and counselors to leading brands and organizations worldwide. Convince and Convert makes your content better. Oracle Marketing Cloud, helping businesses use the latest marketing technologies to tell their stories and connect with their customers. And by Uberflip, a content experience platform that allows marketers to create, manage, and optimize tailored content experiences for every stage of the buyer journey. Now, here are your hosts, Jeffrey L. Cohen, Director of Content Strategy at Oracle Marketing Cloud. And from Uberflip, Randy Frisch. Ready? Let's talk to the pros. Welcome to another episode of Content Pros. This one's a bit of a special one. Uh, we always bring on guests. Sometimes, you know, these guests are people that Jeff and I have never met. Um, you know, sometimes they're people we we see at conferences or we correspond with. Uh, today, our guest is actually uh, my co-founder here at Uberflip, Yov Schwartz, and you know, really excited to have him come and talk about some of the stuff him and I kind of go back and forth all day. Uh, but before we do that, before we we bring Yov in, Jeff. Jeff, you've uh, lined up a stat for us to kind of lead into the conversation today. Thanks, Randy. That's right. Happy to be here for co-hosting another episode of Content Pros. And and as you said, we have a a stat to kick off today's show. According to CMO.com, they they posted a stat that says 79% of content marketers say they're unsuccessful at proving ROI. Now, I, I have some strong opinions about ROI, but before I go into that, I'll actually throw it to you and, and get your opinion of the stat in general. I, I guess when you take a look at that stat, it, it kind of makes sense, right? I mean, content marketing as a buzzword or as a discipline that we've pulled into our marketing strategy is still somewhat new, right? I mean, you know, five years ago, we were just starting to think about creating content, a lot of us as businesses, whether we're in a B2B world or B2C. And when I say content, I'm not just talking about a blog post. I'm talking about you know, really taking content to that next level. And, you know, it's very reflective of other disciplines that we often talk about here on Content Pros. You know, you look at social, right? On day one, all we had to do was just have a voice out on social, be it Twitter, be it Facebook. You know, we just needed, as I've said before, like a 22-year-old kid to sit at a computer and like or post or whatever the verb was. We just needed that voice. And only after a bit of time did it start to be a little bit more about accountability, you know, what's working? How do we prove that this is working? Because there start to be more voices out there. And I think that's probably reflective of this stat where, you know, we're maturing, you know, content marketing is maturing, it's growing up. And now we need to be held accountable in terms of how we think about the investment we're making in content. But I'm, I'm curious, I mean, Jeff, when you when you're passionate about something, you always have some some deep thoughts. So why don't, why don't you fire back? Sure, a- a- absolutely. And and it builds absolutely on what you just said because ROI is one of those things that has become a stand-in phrase for kind of is it working, kind of does it make sense, does it connect to our business? But ROI is actually all about math and it's all based on dollars. It's called return on investment and it means how much money did you make based on the money that you spent? And 
So what happens, this happened in social media, it's still happening in social media, and it's happening in content marketing, where what happens is lots of marketers are not held accountable. That accountability is, is absolutely the right word that you used. They're not held accountable for actually driving business results. So for instance, if you're using content marketing to generate awareness, that's okay but unless you can connect that level of of awareness to your business goals and to sales results, you're never going to be able to prove ROI. So a, a content marketer that is actually looking at content marketing to drive leads, it's much easier to connect those efforts to sales and actually connect them to dollars to be able to calculate a positive ROI. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I mean, I guess... The thing that makes me wonder as is, is I listen to you talk about that is, you know, when is that accountability going to come into play? And for a content marketer, what is going to be that golden line of, of accountability? As you said, at a much higher level, I mean, you know, some marketers lose their job because they're not generating enough leads. Um, you know, at what point is that going to trickle down to something really specific that a content marketer is held accountable to on a day-to-day basis that we can actually look at and visually see whether it's good, whether we can understand why we maybe had a bad outcome or could need a better outcome. And some of these things get trickier. I I mean, you can't use the same benchmark in every industry and in every business because, as we know, you know the number of people naturally interested in a certain product may differ, as as well as things like price point, um, you know, where you are in the world. All these things impact that metric that we may set as an individual organization. Right. It 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 really is. It really is about benchmarks. And unless you are a brand new company who has never who has never actually closed a single lead, you have some basis for the kinds of leads that you're normally generating. You need to understand what it costs to generate those leads. And then as you bring content marketing into your marketing mix, you compare it to what you were doing before. And you understand your, you understand your prospects, you try to solve their problems, you get in front of them, you generate leads, you build trust with them, and ultimately some percentage of those people will close as sales. And and the accountability comes in essentially as you compare that to your other marketing methods. And is this something that is more efficient, more cost effective? Does it shorten the sales cycle, et cetera? And and obviously I'm talking more in the the B2B sense since I have always lived in the B2B world. In the consumer world, it's a little different. It's it's a little less directly tied uh, to those sales cycles and and those kinds of lead generation activities. So why don't we bring in our guest today to to go a little bit deeper? He's obviously going to have a bit of a B two B mindset, but you know he's also worked in some B two C worlds as well. So I'm sure he'll have some past experiences. He may be able to drill up. Uh, you know, Jeff, you want to do the honors because I know him too well. A- absolutely. Thanks, Randy. So we're we're happy to welcome Jov Schwartz, co-founder of Uberflip, to the podcast today. Thanks so much, Jov, for being here today. Thanks, Jeff. Really, really excited to be here. Uh, you guys run an amazing podcast, so you know, honored to be part of it. 
I, absolutely. Thank you. And, and we appreciate Uberflip's sponsorship and, and giving us Randy. So, so thank you for that. Um, let, let's just start with, start with the explaining to people who may not know. We've heard, we've heard some of it from Randy, but talk about Uberflip and kind of the, the guiding vision behind what you felt was missing in the content marketing world and, and what you're bringing to the table with Uberflip. Sure. So as we say, Uberflip is a content experience management software. And, and what that means is we, from day one, we've been solely focused on helping marketers actually own and control their destiny when it comes to how they display and leverage their content uh, to their audience. So really from the very beginning of you know, getting content out there uh, in front of you know, the World Wide Web, making it search optimized, um, all the way down the buyer journey, helping them with lead generation where we tie in very deeply with marketing automation software. And beyond that, even with sales enablement, enabling marketers to to get that content that they work so painstakingly hard on into sales reps' hands so that it can be leveraged uh, further down that buyer journey. Well, so that that's certainly a good overall picture of how you think about the experience. But I understand you actually have a, a pretty detailed framework, almost what you call the pillars of content marketing. Can can you share that with us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's it really all started, you know, selfishly, um, when we would have to explain why Uberflip, which you know many consider to be a content marketing platform, why we you know how we competed with other content marketing platforms such as Kapost or Newscred, um, which was you know frustrating because you know you can ask any of those guys we're we're partners more than we are competitors. We there's very little overlap in what we do, so it made me realize that there was a problem in the perception of of the pillars of content marketing. And if I think if you asked most content marketers even a year ago what those pillars were, it would probably be something like a three-pillar system that obviously started with creation, so creation being the first pillar, but then the next pillar would probably be distribution, getting it in the in the hands of, of an audience, and finally measuring those results, so the insights pillar being the third. And that's that's relatively flawed because at the end of the day, we we're, we are unable to distribute creation. We're unable to measure the success of what we created. We're essentially measuring and distributing the experience, the end user experience of that content, where really everything takes place, everything from engagement to lead generation. Um, you know, those are the things that we're actually measuring. And of course, experience can't live in a, in a, in a silo. It's the combination of great content, so creation that's done right, uh, in combination with a great user experience, those two things together make for great content. And together, those are what we distribute. And those are what we measure the success of. And I think, you know, we're t- tying back to the stat of today, I think a big part of why marketers are struggling with measuring ROI is that they may be skipping over a very necessary element, which is the experience. So, you know, if you're going to love it today, because is people would not know a lot of the time Yov and I talk about this all the time. Sometimes we talk over each other and I'm usually the one to jump in too quick and talk over him. So I'm going to have to let him actually just get his thoughts out today versus our regular day to day. But, you know, as you talk about, you know, that experience and why people are jumping over it, maybe you can just give your observations over time of why managing that experience is actually something people skip. Is it, is it a challenge in terms of, you know, ability to do it? Is it a control issue? What are the reasons that people are not focusing on that important pillar? 
Sure. And, you know, I think it comes down to the fact that, you know, obviously no one's skipping over experience. We know that when we create content, we have to put it out there on the web for, you know, for our audience to access. It's the fact that we, we, we typically push that experience under creation and skip over in the sense that we use our status quo, um, you know, technologies that we've used for, um, you know, web content management, maybe our CMS content management system to put out that content. When in reality, those technologies are best served for your websites, at most your blogs. They were not designed for the day-to-day management of content in the forms that we're producing them today from, you know, way beyond blogs to webinars and, and, and eBooks and social, uh, you know, creating those branded experiences that will enable us to keep and retain an audience that we've worked so hard to bring into our web properties is absolutely critical. But oftentimes, marketers are forced to either leverage an internal IT department that's that's using that that CMS of choice for the, that the company is using, or um, on the flip side, they're leveraging an agency that's producing these experiences. And the reality is what we're finding, what we see is, even if marketers are able to produce a, a pretty front end, one that you know they're happy with the the outcome of how it how it how it looks, um, they're you know where they, where that falls short is when they have to manage it on a day to day basis, when they have to respond or maneuver around um, you know changes in the in the market, um, adapting and so forth, where they have to go back and rely on those third party resources. That's where it all falls down, and it really comes down to control. And our mantra has always been marketers need to own and control their own destiny and having software that enables you to actually manage the experience, that user experience of the content on a day-to-day basis, especially beyond just, you know, creating a cool looking experience that's great for engagement, but actually one that's designed for things like lead generation, designed for things like sales enablement, designed to actually measure outcomes. One of those outcomes being ROI. That's absolutely critical and something that I think marketers are finally ready to start paying attention to because of the stat, because of the fact that they figured out how to create content. They're no longer suffering there. They're suffering on how to actually leverage that content. So one of the, the amazing things about how podcasts have taken off is, is you know, the fact that they've done so without the benefit of visuals. Um, so maybe what you can do just for people listening, even though we have a really sophisticated listening base at Content Pros, really dumb down what is an experience. Because I think, you know, people hear that term. It's thrown out a lot there t- these days by different companies, you know, with different software solutions or different blog posts that we read, focusing on the experience. When you're talking about the experience as far as content marketing is concerned and these experiences that are created, what are some examples that a marketer actually has to put together on a day-to-day where they lack that control that you spoke of? Sure. So, you know, to, to really simplify it, the experience is the, is the web property in which your audience is going to consume all the various types of content that you've produced. And if you think about it, traditionally that used to just be blogs. So it was, it was okay to use WordPress. WordPress came with its own way of producing and displaying blogs. But think about your job today. It's not just about your blog content. It's about how you're displaying your webinars, your podcasts. It's how you're displaying your eBooks. You know, the reality is a PDF and sending people out to a PDF just doesn't cut it anymore. Not only is it a bad user experience for the user, but you're getting zero insights into how they're consuming that content. So the experience may be your resources center. It may be your blog. It may be your content hub. It may be a campaign pain that you're running. Uh, It may be 
a uh, account-based marketing um, you know, uh, hub that is designed to target a specific account where you've grouped together uh, a number of assets specifically for that account. And those assets may be you know, some blog post, uh, some white papers, a video, a couple of tweets. Um, it's, it's that mix. It's, it's, it's the fact that content is no longer just about the format. It's about the message. And you know, different formats are going to serve different purposes. But pulled together, they can create a really important message that's overall. So it's really about creating those content journeys and sending people down a path towards um, that outcome that you're looking for, whether it's increased engagement, whether it's for them to eventually fill out a form and become a lead, or maybe it's to really solidify that opportunity and, and get them ready to the stage where an account executive can, can go in and start talking to them. So really, as a marketer, it depends on what your objectives are. And the experience combined with great quality content is what gets the job done. Cool. So we're going to do something untraditional right now. Usually around this time in the show, you'd probably be used to a sponsor read that I would do. Um, instead, this time we're going to actually get Yov to do the sponsor read because one of the ones I've been talking about and Jeff's been talking about is the Uberflip experience. So Yov, maybe you can tell us why we're throwing this concert conference, why you were so big on it, and you know some of the people who are going to be speaking there. And this is probably the last time I'll be able to talk about this thing because it's it's not too far away. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's actually this month. It's uh, August 24th and 25th in Toronto. It's one of the first um, marketing conferences being hosted in our great city. Um, you should definitely, definitely come. So what is the Uberflip experience all about? Well, you know, as we've said, experience maybe a thousand times at this point, as you can imagine, it's about the fact that, you know, marketers are actually investing a ton in experience software. It's not like it's a new concept. I think about your landing page software, your video software, maybe you're using Uberflip. Um, we're already investing in this. We just haven't categorized it as experience software. So the Uberflip experience is really all about content marketers coming together and talking about the next stage in the evolution of content marketing. So we're not going to talk about content creation. Most of us have figured that out. We're going to talk about how to leverage content. We're going to talk about how you know sophisticated content experiences are what will lead you to creating better content at the end of the day because you'll actually be able to measure the success of content at different stages. We have some of the best minds in content marketing joining us, um, people like Lee Oden, Jay Bear, Ann Handley, um, and, and you know several more. It's actually an incredible lineup. I'm really, really honored to have them join us. So you know, if, if you're thinking about joining, now is an absolutely great time to go check out uh, uberflip.com slash experience and get your ticket to this awesome event. And if, if they, uh, maybe if they tweet at you, what's your, your Twitter handle? Maybe you'll send them a promo code. Ooh, that's a good idea. My uh, Twitter handle is Yostar, Y-O-S-T-A-R. Um, so, you know, absolutely tweet at me. I'll send you my promo code, save you a few bucks, um, and get you out here to Toronto. That sounds great. Thanks. Thanks, you for sharing that with everybody and that, that promo code would be a, a great thing. I will, I will be there also. So I'm looking forward to seeing all those great content speakers and experienced speakers, and we will have a great time in Toronto. So m moving along, now that you've, you've thought about the experience and you, you've thought about how marketers, content marketers should be presenting their content, you've actually created something to help them to help them analyze what they're doing. You created a tool called Grade My Stack. Can you talk a little bit about basically the origin of that and, and how it works and 
I suspect it's a bit of a lead gen tool for you guys as well, right? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, absolutely. I mean, lead gen is actually very low on the priority list, but you know, absolutely, it does help us identify people. So the real the real premise behind GradeMyStack.com was how do we showcase that marketers are investing in marketing technologies and they can't just simply categorize them as being content marketing software. In fact, most landscape diagrams we see now, um, even though they're trying to do a better job, are still pigeonholing every technology to live under one label. And the reality is, and we all know this, not every technology is a point solution that does one thing. We invest in a lot of platforms as well that that touch on many different aspects of marketing. And the reality is content marketing is a huge subset of, of marketing as a whole. So, you know, that four pillars of, of, uh, of content marketing, the creation pillar, it in itself actually breaks down to marketplaces, ideation, curation, and workflow software. The experience pillar actually traverses down the buyer journey, but starting with great management. So the experience pillar is made up of management, engagement, lead generation, and sales enablement. The distribution pillar was one where we start to realize that, hey, we're using a lot of marketing technologies to help us with content marketing. So things like organic, social, email, and paid distribution. And finally, the insights pillar, the fourth pillar is all about analytics, basic analytics, uh, ROI, scoring, scoring of content, scoring of leads, and finally reporting. How are we actually combining all those data points? So GradeMyStack was designed to allow marketers to for absolutely free, go to Grade My Stack and actually map out all the technologies that they already use in their organization across these four pillars, across the, the all these buckets within the pillars. So it's actually a, a four by four grid. And as you add software to each one of these buckets, we're not asking you, hey, how much do you like the software? We're simply asking the question of how much of this particular function is this software solving? Because the reality is you're going to have more than one software per bucket. And that software is probably going to sit in more than one bucket. And what you end up having once you once you go through this exercise, which only takes a couple of minutes, you create this incredible visualization of the software that you've invested in. And you start to see certain logos of software that you use pop up more than once, identifying them as platforms. You start to see that certain buckets are have a ton of technologies in them. Certain buckets have none. So you identify gaps in your content marketing stack. And at the end of the day, once you fill out your stack, you actually grade my stack automatically generates a grade for you on the completeness of your stack. And that grade actually not only is it a, you know, you may get a B plus and a minus, um, it actually breaks down to your score per pillar, how successful your stack is for each one of those four pillars. And then even shows you your top performing buckets, which ones you've, you know, you really are a rock star in. And finally, for all the areas where you're, where you're, or you have some weaknesses or gaps, it actually recommends software to you based on other marketers and what they've rated software for those buckets. So it's an absolutely invaluable tool in terms of giving you a visualization of your content marketing stack, making it really easy for you to go to your boss and say, hey, listen, we literally have a gap here in our content marketing strategy, and these are the tools we may want to consider investing in. Um, And at the end of the day, for, for us, it's providing us a ton of insight into how marketers are building their stack where they're struggling, um, and where obviously where we can help. So, you know, in certain cases, there, there is that component for us to realize, hey, you know what? These particular people have identified that they're lacking software, specifically where Uberflip can help. So that that sounds like a sounds like a great tool. And have you been able to identify some additional trends? In other words, 
company, for instance, companies that are really strong in creation might be really weak here, or there are some tools that stand out. Any any kind of trends that that you've seen that you could share with us? Yeah, so there's a few interesting stats. So on the creation side, um, you know, a few tools have come to the top in terms of the most value. And three out of the four most valuable tools are all workflow tools. So really interesting to see that um, when it comes to uh, attributing value to technology, the workflow tools in the creation pillar are come out top top marks. But the most popular tools in creation are actually more tied to ideation and curation. So a tool like BuzzSumo actually has the highest overall uh, usage in the creation pillar. There's another interesting trend that we saw, and this was a hypothesis that we had at Uberflip, you know, and it's speaking back to experience how we always say, sorry, but your CMS won't cut it because, you know, as we say, the CMS was designed for managing web pages, not your content. So we put that analysis to the test. And what we realized is that when comparing all the different CMSs out there in the market, whether it be WordPress or Drupal or Joomla, they all fare really well on experience management. But as you traverse down the buyer journey, they do, they do increasingly worse as you look at how much marketers are attributing value to them when it comes to engagement, uh, how much is attributed to lead generation, and then finally sales enablement. There's really only two technologies that have, that have done a really good job at surface, or servicing all stages of the buyer journey through the content experience in the, in the eyes of marketers. And those two tools are actually HubSpot that has fairly good marks across the board from management to, to engagement to experience and lead generation, which makes a lot of sense because they have uh, a really, really wide set of tools. And that, of course, includes their CRM. And Uberflip is actually the other one that services all of those different stages really, really well. Uh, you know, both of those uh, both of those solutions are getting are averaging seven to eight out of 10 on all those different stages uh, of the buyer journey, which really makes it interesting because, you know, as we know, HubSpot services more of the SMB. Uh, market and Uberflip much more the the MBN enterprise. So you know those. The important thing is that there are platforms out there to service all those different stages of the buyer journey, which at the end of the day is what's going to allow marketers to actually successfully measure ROI. Which is another interesting point when looking at what are the most most technologies in which buckets uh, are attributed. The number one bucket uh, is actually analytics in the insights pillar followed by experience management. So those are the two most invested in categories, uh, analytics and experience management, where the absolute lowest one, the lowest bucket that's attributed the least amount of software is the ROI bucket and insights. So another proof point that marketers aren't even able to invest in ROI software because they haven't figured out uh, how to properly manage those experiences. So we can encourage a lot of people to, to obviously go and play around on grademystack.com. Fun tool, uh, fun way to even sometimes argue for budget internally by, by showing some of those weaknesses. You know, moving away from some of the findings of, of grademystack, but still focusing on grademystack just as an interesting content creation solution that, that you came up with. Maybe you can talk to people because we're always looking for innovative campaigns and ways to find content. We know one of the best forms of content is data. You know, it sounds like you've got a lot of data that's come out of grademystack.com. Uh, you know, but you're, from what I understand, we're, we're about to launch a number of books as well from this. So maybe you can kind of talk about how we've leveraged, you know, this idea into an, a campaign that we can create content assets for, you know, to maybe even fill a year or more. 
Yeah, you know, when we talk about like, I'm sure you've heard of the, the, the big rock analogy. The big rock was really this framework. Um, you know, there's four pillars of content marketing framework, which is, you know, as Randy just touched on, we, we created a, a book called The Ultimate Guide to Content Experience, where, you know, we consider ourselves the 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 experts on the subject matter. So, um, you know, I wrote that book. We, it did is done really, really well. It's actually a physical book, but you can also access the, the ebook online on our on our website. Um, what we've done from there is actually said, you know what, why don't we write the ultimate guide to content marketing? So we we're in the midst of of completing the other three books. So the creation book, the distribution book, the insights book, where for each of those other books, we've pulled in experts from the industry. We have experts from, uh, from companies like Capost and Skyward and the creation pillar, um, you know, other experts from, uh, from, from distribution, uh, to help us in, in those areas. And then finally in insights as well. So we've collected some of the best minds in marketing as a whole for those different areas to, to write about how important those technologies are for content marketing. And what we're going to do is we're going to take those four books, create a box set and actually create, um, you know, a package that you, that you can actually be able to purchase, um, which will be made available at the Uber flip experience. So that, you know, has obviously spawned a, a lot of, uh, content for us to produce around those, that framework. Great. My stack was also an extension of that. It's like, how do we voice the importance of these four pillars? Well, what better way to do that than with a Free tool that has enabled us to, um, you know, have much better distribution power by by creating a free tool that anyone can access and educate themselves on the four pillars, rather than us having to go to Gartner or Forrester and creating, you know, a plethora of of, uh, of reports around the importance of it, which would have cost us a fortune and would have had a, would have held a shelf life. The beauty of Great My Stack is that it lives on; it consistently and, and continuously produces more valuable insights. For me to then go on stage and and pre- and present those insights, either in webinars or podcasts like this, or even uh, live uh, you know presentations at conferences, so it really is the gift that keeps on giving. And the beauty is, it, it just it's snowballing um, and it just continuously gets more interesting the more and more data that we've been accumulating. So it's interesting. I mean, you know, we kind of come back to the idea of creation yet again. And, you know, as marketers, we're always looking for ways to create. And it's a it's a good segue to actually talk about another sponsor of Content Pros here. And that's a company by the name of Clear Voice. If you haven't checked out Clear Voice, I urge you to do so. Um, you know, we talked a lot just now about the idea of how do we, you know, leverage this campaign to create content. You know, we have a great team here that does this, but not all of us have that. Sometimes we need a freelance writer. Um, you know, there's an answer for that with Clear Voice's Marketplace. Uh, if you're looking for trending topics or influencers, Clear Voice's Content Studio has that solved for you. It's really the one place that you can store all your brand guidelines, your keywords, your personas. Uh, I urge everyone to take a look at demo.clearvoice.com for a free demo. Um, and uh, great, great solution out there to help, uh, as you put it, you probably would fall under the creation pillar um, of software, um, meaning that you know, there's a lot of room for us to improve our sophistication of content marketing. One, one last question I have for you before, you know, Jeff maybe asks you our, our favorite ending one, but, um, you know, you, you kind of alluded to the 
four different buckets under experience. And, you know, we've, we've kind of hit on some of the uh, areas of the sales enablement process when we have different guests here, but a lot of us naturally avoid that. You know, what is some of the data points that you're seeing from Grade My Stack in terms of how much people are making a concerted effort to get content into the hands of salespeople? Yeah, that's a good question. I think I think the biggest problem with sales enablement is that it really can mean several things. Uh, on the one hand, we're talking about uh, you know, enabling sales teams to have the right internal tools to help them with uh, with their with their day to day job. That's sales enablement. On another hand, where there's tools that help sales account execs um, close deals faster by uh, getting getting those uh, those that sales collateral in the hands of prospects. That's sales enablement. But sales enablement is also about the, the top of the sales funnel where you know the BDRs, SDRs are getting marketing content in front of prospects and helping them move them further down the funnel. Um, it's, that, it's, it's that specific point where marketing hands off to sales, leveraging content. And I think that's a relatively new area. It's, it's the final gap that needs to be closed between content marketing and sales collateral. Um, so I think this is a really... Um, New area when we look at what technologies are are being leveraged for sales enablement. It's traditionally, in terms of grade my stack, it's traditionally we're seeing tools like ClearSlide, um, you know, BrainShark. Uh, those are the types of solutions we're seeing put into those buckets because they are associated with sales collateral. But when it comes to actual content marketing, you know, it's it's those two platforms that, that we're seeing show up the most. It's it's HubSpot and Uberflip that are in the eyes of marketers are actually helping uh, getting content in front of sales reps. So I think it's a, it's a, we're still very, very new to this. I think it's the, it's the final frontier of, of merging uh, marketing. Well, that, that's great. Great to add that, that little bit of sales enablement to the, to the conversation, because as, as content marketers, we are always thinking about not just that, that whole top of the funnel idea that we all focus on, but, how we can how we can leverage other parts of our organization and create the right content to move people through that buyer's journey. So that's yeah, that's some some great insight there. And as our as our final question today, we we really like to get a better sense of who our guests are and we know that as marketers, we haven't always been interested in marketing. Very very few of us as as children said I want to grow up and be a marketer. It just, we didn't even know what it was. Uh, so, so Yov, when you were a kid, what was it that you wanted to be when you grew up? I'm pretty confident for a, a, a good chunk of my childhood, I wanted to be Superman. That was, uh, you know, that was the goal. But uh, as I got a little bit older, um, you know, I can, I can, I can actually say this: that you know, even in my uh, probably my early 20s, I knew that I that I wanted to be involved or, or running a a great software company that was changing the world. Um, so happy to say that I'm well on my way to realizing that dream. Awesome. You have, uh, I feel like I knew that Superman little tidbit. Um, so yeah, I guess I know you too well, but, uh, 
This was great today. I, you know, a couple of key takeaways for people is really make sure that you're thinking about the entire buyer journey as you're leveraging your content. Yeah, you know, I think that was one of the key points that you'll have continued to make. Uh, it's one that he'll continue to make through Grade My Stack. If you're able to go to grademystack.com and try that out, and even better, you know, a couple of weeks away, uh, an event here in Toronto, uh, but a lot of content that will follow uh, on the uberflip.com website tied to that. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. You can find all the other episodes of Content Pros at contentprospodcast.com. You can also go to iTunes and subscribe. When you're there, please leave us a review. Um, If you don't use iTunes, we're also on Stitcher and and pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, You know, please let us know what we can do to continue to make this helpful to all the content pros out there. On behalf of Jeff Cohen over at Oracle Marketing Cloud, I'm Randy Frisch at Uberflip, and thanks till next time. Thanks for tuning in to Content Pros. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentprospodcast.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. Content Pros is sponsored by Convince & Convert, Oracle Marketing Cloud, and by Uberflip, and is produced by Convince & Convert Media. Find more great shows like Content Pros at marketingpodcast.com, the first search engine for marketing podcasts. Podcast imaging by audiobag.com.